So we're going to pick it up from the Gemara on Dachmen Beis and Aleph. The, uh, the Mishnah had discussed, the Mishnah discussed whose money, who is the financial owner of the penalties and all the monetary obligations that one has to give towards the woman that he, that he attacked or seduced. So Pashas, it belongs to the father. If the father dies before they go to court, then the Rabbanon say it belongs to the, uh, to the daughter. Now, if the father dies after they went to court, meaning they went to court, they already found him guilty, then the father died. So the Rabbanon say it belongs to the father. Rishimin says, no, it just depends on uh, whatever they collected the money. So if, if he dies before they collect, then it's the daughter's. If they didn't die before he collects, then it's his. So that's the, that's the Mishnah. Let's start from the Gemara and the Bezim and Aleph. The Gemara says, Maikam Ashmolon. What exactly are we learning from this Mishnah? We already know all this information. Tanina, I already know. Now, the Mishnah mentions a couple things. It mentions the financial responsibilities. I already know that. Tanina, I already had that in the previous Mishnah. That if you seduce a woman, you pay three things. And if you rape her, you pay four things. If you seduce her, you have to pay the penalty. You have to pay the embarrassment. You have to pay the, the depreciation in value. And if you rape her, you have to add the, pay, the payment of pain. We already know all this, so what exactly is the Mishnah coming to teach you? So the Gemara says, Perhaps the Mishnah is coming to teach you not that you have to pay, but that it belongs to the Father. So the Gemara says, I already know that also. I'll prove it to you that the Father gets the money. If the only why do you have to pay by seduction? Right, seduction means that it was consensual. So it was a guy and a girl before they got married. They they lived together. So you have to pay money. Why do you have to pay? She she she. It was consensual. She she chose to do that. The reason is because the money's going to the father, and the father is embarrassed by it, and she can consent for herself, but she can't consent for her father. So the very fact that there's payment going to the, the, the that you have to pay by mafata means the money goes to the dad and it doesn't go to her so we already know there's payment you don't need that for the mishnah we already know the payment goes to the father you don't need that for the mishnah so what is the purpose of the mishnah the purpose of the mishnah is to tell you the machlokas between shimon and the rabbanon in the scenario where uh they had a court case, but it wasn't collected, and the father died. Who gets the money? According to the Rabbanon, because the father was alive when the court case took place, it's his money, and it goes to his next of kin. According to Shimon, and all all that matters is uh, the collection, and because the father died before collection, the money is the daughter's. So that's the purpose of the Mishnah. Okay. So. <clears throat> The next Gemara is like this. This daf is going to be dealing with the following premise. Tanan Hasam. It says this is a Mishnah in Shavuos. The halacha is that if I say you owe me money and I say, swear, I, I, I basically, I'm making you swear that you owe me money and you say yes, meaning I swear I owe you money and you're found to be lying, the halacha is you have to pay back you have to add a fifth penalty, 20% penalty surcharge for lying, and you have to bring a carbon. That is for lying about owing someone money. Okay, it's a special sugya in Shavuos. Now, 
that process, the Pusik describes that process of lying regarding owing someone money as only referring to monetary law. However, if you lied about owing someone a penalty, you do not have to bring a car button and you don't have to add a surcharge. The reason is very simple. First of all, the Pusik describes it regarding money, not regarding penalties. So just the Torah itself says it. But it also makes sense. You see, when you're lying about money, if you would admit, you'd have to pay. So by lying, it makes a little more sense that by you lying, when you could have admitted, you know, and you'd have to pay in all scenarios, so when you lie, you have to you have to bring a carbon. But when it comes to a penalty, if you would admit to bring a penalty, you don't have to bring the penalty. It's a special halach we had yesterday, which means that if you admit to owing someone penalty, you don't pay. So because the halach is different regarding penalty and money, you do not have to bring a carbon if you lied under oath about paying someone a penalty. So if you lied about owing someone a penalty and then admitted, you do not have to bring a carbon. That's the concept. So Tanan Hasam, the Mishnah says over there, Onasta upatita asbiti. If someone goes over to someone and says, You raped or seduced my daughter and you owe me money. He says, No, I didn't. He denies it. So the accuser says, Swear to me that you don't owe money. And he says, I swear. And then he admits. So now what's interesting about this case is I said before that you only have to bring a carbon if you lied and then admitted to a monetary obligation and not to a penalty. You see, when you rape a woman, you owe money and you owe a penalty. So in this case, you sort of lied about both. So the question is, what was your main focus? Was your main focus, when someone accuses someone of, of, of attacking his daughter, what is he really contemplating? What is he really wanting? Does he want the penalty money? Is he really trying to get the penalty money, in which case this is an accusation of penalty. And as I said before, if you would lie and, and then admit to owing someone a penalty, you don't have to bring a carbon. Or is this not a penalty issue, this is a monetary issue, because when you rape a woman, you also have to pay money, in which case you would have to bring a carbon. So what's like the main focus here? So it's a machlokis of Shimon and the Rabbonim. So the Chacham say Chayiv, if you admit to attacking the daughter, you're obligated to pay. And Rav Shimon Potter. Rav Shimon says, you're Potter. Shein Mishan Shimon says, you're Potter because this is a, a case of accusation and then admission of guilt regarding a penalty, which there's no uh, financial responsibility. You don't have to pay. You don't have to bring a carbon. And the Chum disagree. Now they say the Chum say to Rav Shimon, They say, while it's true over here, there is a penalty element to it, but there's also a financial element to it. Basically, in other words, every time you rape a woman, you have to pay money and you have to pay a penalty. And the question is, what is the main focus of the court case? If the main focus is penalty, you won't have to bring a carbon when you would uh, lie and then admit. If the main focus is money, then you will. The Rabbanon feel the main focus is the money, and Rav Shimon feels the main focus is the penalty. But they all are sort of, they're agreeing in the concepts, they're just disagreeing in, in what the main focus is over here. Now, here's the question. Rav Shimon feels that in this case, if someone accuses someone of owing him a penalty, and then he, he lies under oath and then admits to it, Rav Shimon says he doesn't have to pay uh, the surcharge, and he doesn't have to pay he doesn't have to pay the penalty, and he doesn't have to pay um, the doesn't have to bring a carbon. The question is, what if it's a slight different variation? And this is gonna be the discussion of today's daf. What if instead of just <clears throat> um, saying you owe me a penalty, 
What if I say to him, hey, you owe me a penalty, you were brought to court, and the court found you guilty. And then he lies, and he says, I don't know what you're talking about, then he admits. So over here, it's not just lying about a penalty, he's lying about a penalty that was found guilty in court. You see, now once you're found guilty in court, you see, what makes a penalty different is that, in general, if I admit to owing someone a penalty, I don't have to pay. But over here, we're past that. Over here, it was brought to court. Right now, once it's brought to court, it's no longer a penalty. It becomes a financial responsibility. On the other hand, it's a financial responsibility that stems from a penalty. It's a complex concept, but basically, if you admit to, if you admit to owing someone a penalty, you don't have to pay. If you lie about owing someone a penalty, then you don't have to pay. Over here, you're lying about a penalty that was brought to court already. You see, once it's brought to court, it becomes financial. It becomes mammon. But it's mammon that stems from a penalty. So it's a penalty that became mammon. So do you go with the mammon element of it? Do we say that, well, it's money, so if you lie and admit under court, you have to pay? Or do we say, listen, this stemmed from a penalty. Because it stemmed from a penalty, it has the status of a penalty, and the Pasuk says you only have to bring a carbon when lying and admitting regarding a financial responsibility, not when lying and admitting regarding a penalty. And this, at the end of the day, it stems from a penalty. I don't care that it was brought to court and then they, they found you guilty. It's still a penalty is a penalty. And you don't have to pay. That's the question. If someone says to his friend, Anasta you, you attack my daughter. And you were found guilty in court, so now you owe me money. And now you owe me money. And he says, I didn't attack your daughter, I wasn't found guilty in court, the whole thing is made up. And he, he swears. And then eventually he admits that he was lying. So the Rav Shimon Mai, what is the halacha according to Rav Shimon? Do we say that because he's lying not just about a penalty, he's lying about a penalty that was found guilty in court, and once it's found guilty in court, it's considered a financial responsibility, in which case you're lying about a financial responsibility and you have to bring a carbon. Or do we say, at the end of the day, it still stems from a penalty, you're lying about a penalty, lying about a penalty does not require a carbon. That's the question. Again, today's stop is a little tough, you do, you do your best. Tomorrow is a, a new topic. So he says that at the end of the day, if it's brought in court, it becomes money. It's no longer a penalty. It becomes money. It becomes a financial responsibility. And now you're lying about a financial responsibility and you have to bring a carbon. That is um, that is Rabba's opinion. So according to Rabba, although Rav Shimon feels that if you lie about attacking a daughter, you don't have to pay and you don't have to bring a carbon, but if you're lying about attacking a quarter after it was found guilty in court, once it's found guilty in court, it's financial, it's a financial responsibility, and once it's a financial responsibility, then if you lie about it, it's like lying about any other money I owe you, in which case you have to pay, you have to pay the surcharge, and you have to bring a carbon. So once it's found in court, it's considered mamon, it's not a knas anymore. Ace I have a kasha. The kasha is like this. You're telling me that according to Shimon, once it's found guilty in court, it's money, and it's not a knas. Here's the problem. The Bryce says like this, Shimon Omer. Omer Anasto If someone says to his friend that you attack my daughter, and he says, No, I didn't. Or Abdi, you tell someone that your ox killed my slave and you owe me the thirty shekel penalty for killing a slave. He says, No, it never happened. 
or if someone says that you're uh, if the slave says you hit me in the eye and I should go free he says no I didn't so these three cases he just denies it he lies falsely and then he admits so the first case is that he lied about attacking someone's daughter you might think that you ha- he has to bring a carbon the Pasuk says, The Pasuk describes which means that if you deny falsely, you have to bring a carbon. And the description of the Pasuk is uh, a collateral, stealing money, money that was left to him, which is all financial responsibilities. No reference of penalties in the Pasuk. So you see from here that the responsibility to bring a carbon only applies when it's financial, financially owed money. Which excludes these cases which are penalties. Go to the next page. So you see that Rav Shimon says, in this case, it's a penalty, so you don't have to pay. Now, we said before that according to Rav Shimon, do you have to bring a carbon? We said, well, if it was not found guilty in court, then it's a penalty. So then, you don't have to bring a karma. But if it was found guilty in court, then it's moment. Now, in this b'risa, he says, um, you don't have to bring a karma. Now, he doesn't say if it was referring to found guilty in court or not. Now, if it's found guilty in court, that means that even if it's found guilty in court, he does not consider it a penalty. That's a problem. So the Gemara says, my law, Bedin, are we not referring to a case where it was already found guilty in court? Meaning, found guilty in court, that he attacked the daughter, he lies about it, he admits it, which Rabbah says that it's mamon and you have to bring in carbon, he says it's not mamon. So is this not referring to a case where even if it was found guilty in court and he still admits it, you don't have to bring a carbon? The answer is, No. Perhaps Rav Shimon is only referring to a case where he was not found guilty in court, meaning, according to Rav Shimon, if someone says, you, you raped my daughter, and he says, no, I didn't, and he lies, and then he admits. So we said before, according to Rabbah, it depends. If it was not found guilty in court yet, it's a knas. He doesn't have to pay. If it was found guilty in court and he lies about it after it was found guilty in court, after it was found guilty in court, what happened? My zoom went away. Right, we lost him. So if, if it... It's reconnected. Sorry. So if it was after it was found guilty in court... Recording in progress. Yeah. I don't know what happened over there. Sorry. So, but if but if it was found guilty in court, then we're saying it's mamon and he has to bring a karma. Now over here, he said you don't have to. So, is this not referring to a case where it was already found guilty in court, and he's denying the claim, meaning that even after it's found guilty in court, it's still considered mamon? The answer is No. Rav Shimon was only referring to a case. This Bryce is only referring to a case where it was not found guilty in court. That's why Rav Shimon says you don't have to bring a karma because it's still a knas. But had it been found guilty in court, it's considered mamon. Here's the problem. That b'raisa, where if Shimon says you don't have to bring a carbon for the case of attacking or a slave or, or killing someone's slave, all that stuff, which we're now saying is referring to a case where it's not found guilty in court, the problem is the beginning of that, the beginning of that b'raisa, the beginning of that b'raisa is definitely referring to a case, the, the first opinion, which is the rabbonon, we're referring to a case where it was already found guilty in court. Ahmad Bedin. So if the Rabbanon were talking about Ahmad Bedin, that kind of sounds like Rav Shimon was also talking about Ahmad Bedin. So now, if, so how, so basically we had a problem, right? We're saying right now that according to Rav Shimon, once it's Ahmad Bedin, once it's found guilty in court, it's considered mamon, and it's not considered a knas, 
and therefore, if you would admit, you'd have to bring a carbon. This Brisa says you don't have to bring a carbon. And we're saying, what is this referring to? Is this not referring to a case where it's um, not found, uh, uh, found guilty in court and you still don't have to bring a carbon, not like Rabbah? The answer is no. So I'm in a case where it was not found guilty in court. Here's the problem. Recording in progress. I don't know what's going on with my Zoom today. This is going to be a non-Zoom day. The Gemara says, If the first part of the Brisa, which we have not yet referenced, which we're going to quote to in a second, if the first part of the Brisa is talking about Ahmad Bedin, the Rabbanon, we're talking about a case where it was already found guilty in court, doesn't it make sense that Rav Shimon is also talking about a case where it was already found guilty in court? It would, be, it would make sense that the entire Brisa would be referring to that. So, I'm just closing Zoom today. I'm closing Zoom. Recording in progress. I'm closing Zoom. Okay. So the Gemara says, If the, if the Reisha is talking about where it was already found guilty in court, doesn't it make sense that the Seif is also talking about found guilty in court? Which means that even if it was found guilty in court, according to Rav Shimon, it's not considered mammon, you don't have to pay. Titani Reisha, because the Brisa says in the beginning, I only know that if you deny under oath, and then admit it that you were lying, that you have to pay back only for things that are not penalties. How do I know that after you found guilty in court, all of these, all of these penalties become mamon tamalomar mal riva? The pasuk includes all of these things that are knossos that if someone denies, if someone lies, and that he's owed money. And that admits to it that he has to bring a karma. Now that's the first part of the brisa. Now, hey, me, what's the case? Now, if it's a case where you are not found guilty in court, there is no kefal. It must be that the fact that there's a case of kefal means that it's you were already found guilty in court. That's why you know that there's kefal. So if you were already found guilty in courts, the rabbanon are saying in the beginning of the brisa. The beginning of the Raisa is talking about Ahmad Bedin, and the Rabbanon are saying that because it stems from a financial responsibility, it stems from, although it stems from a penalty, but because it's found guilty in court, you have to bring a carbon. Which means the end of the Raisa, which is Rav Shimon, who says you do not have to bring a carbon, are talking about the same case, which is Ahmad Bedin. So you see, it's not like Rabbah, because Rabbah said once it's Ahmad Bedin, once it's found guilty in court. It's no longer treated as a knas, and it's treated as mamon, but over here, we've proven that the Bryce is talking about Ahmed Bedin, and yet, Shimon still feels that you don't have to bring a karmah. If the beginning of the Bryce is talking about Ahmed Bedin, then the end of the Bryce is also talking about Ahmed Bedin. So, that's a kash on Rava. So, Amr so, he responded, he says, the truth is, I could have given you an answer at the beginning of the Bryce is talking about where it was found guilty in court, and the end of the Brisa was found was not found guilty in court, and the entire Brisa is Rishimin, and the distinction between the beginning and the end—it's not the Rabbanu Rishimin. Really, the entire Brisa is authored by one opinion. The beginning part of the Brisa, where you have to pay the penalty, was where it was found guilty in court. The end of the Brisa, where it was not found guilty in court, and this backs up Rabbah. But Shenui Dechukaloyev I don't want to give you a bad Ashvacha answer. Why? Because Dave came. Because if the entire Brisa was authored by Rishimin, and the distinction between the Reisha and the Seifa is whether it was found guilty in court, then the Brysa should say, 
Then the beginning of the Brisha, it, it should say Rav Shimon Omer, or at the end of the Brisha, it should say Divir Rav Shimon. If the entire Brisha was authored by Rav Shimon, and it's not a Machlokas, then it should say that in the Brisha. Rather, really, the Resha and the Seifa is a Machlokas of Shimon and the Rabbanon. And they're actually talking about one case, which is it was found guilty in court. The entire Brisha was talking about that. The Resha Rabbanon is Seifa of Shimon. So here's the problem. If you're telling me that the Seifa is where it was Omad Bedin, which means it was found guilty in court, and Rav Shimon holds that even after found guilty in court, you don't have to bring a carbon. the problem is, didn't Rabbah say that after it was found guilty in court, it's considered Mamon, so you should have to bring a carbon. so that's a contradiction. The answer is, the, we, we, we're having a discussion. If you have a scenario where there's a penalty that was found guilty in court, how does Roshimin look at it? Does Roshimin look at it as money or a penalty? So we said Roshimin look at it as money. Now we said, well, if that would be the case, that would mean that you'd have to bring a carbon if you deny it after it was found guilty in court. The problem is that's not Roshimin Shita. So the answer is, Roshimin perceives it as money regarding Yerusha. That after it was found guilty in court, after it was found guilty in court, it's considered the person's money that it would pass for an inheritance. As opposed to penalties, which generally do not pass an inheritance. But it's not considered money regarding bringing a carbon. So if you deny falsely, even after being found guilty in court, if you lie about it and then admit you do not have to bring a carbon, because it's a special exercise that you only have to bring a carbon after lying and admitting of a financial responsibility, not a penalty. But it's considered, so it's considered a penalty for that, but it's considered money regarding that the father it considers the fathers that it's his inheritance that he passes over to his sons. The problem is, Aser Shem and Omer Lo Hospik Legavas Hashemisa Av Arinshal Atzma Viyamar Momen Havel Arishal Bana La Atzma Amai Dochen Boi Mihava. The problem is, you're telling me that according to Shem and after found guilty in court, it's considered money regarding inheritance, but that's not what the, the Mishnah said. If you remember when I started the Daf, I mentioned that according to Shem, when it comes to rape, whose money is it? So. It doesn't matter when it was found guilty in court. It's, it matters about whose it was when it was collected. According to Rav Shimon, if it, if it was found guilty in court when the father was alive and then the father died, it's not the father's because it wasn't collected in the father's lifetime. So how could you tell me that it's considered money regarding inheritance? That once it's found guilty in court, it's now the father's, it's now the penalty is considered mamon regarding inheritance, so that would mean that it's the father's after found guilty in court, but that's not what Rav Shimon says. Rav Shimon says it's only the father's when it's collected. So what's going on? So the Gemara says, Amar Rabbah, That problem that we just asked, that's a kasha that Rabbah and Rav Yosef had for 22 years, and he didn't have the answer, the Yosef Rav Yosef Beresha, until Rav Yosef became Rosh Hashiva, Uperka, and he answered, Shani Yosef Damar Kra, Menosen Isha Shachevi Mala Via Naira, Chamishim Kasev, Lezich Sotar Lavil Meshas Nesina. The answer is that in general, Rav Shimon believes that once a Knas is found guilty in court, it's Mamon regarding inheritance. I, why in Rav Shimon, why in our mission does Rav Shimon not say that regarding rape? The answer is rape is a Chiddush, rape is a Xeris Akosev. That it's the only knas that's not considered yours until you collect. It's not considered as the father's until he collects, because the pasuk says v'nosan uh, ha'ish. V'nosan means that it's only considered as the father when he when it's actually handed to him. V'nosan means handed over. So in general, the answer so far we've had that Rav Shimon perceives 
that after after a knas is found guilty in court, it's still considered a knas regarding bringing carbonos. That if you would that if you would lie, then you don't have to bring a carbon. But it's considered money regarding inheritance, except for rape. Rape is the only knas that's not considered money regarding inheritance. Because it says Vinosan. So the Gemara says, well, isn't there one other Knast that also says the Lushan of Vinosan? But what about, we're saying the only Knast that's not considered um, the, uh, uh, money after being found in court is rape, because it says Vinosan. Every other knas, after being found guilty in court, is considered mamon regarding Yerusha. What about uh, uh, killing a slave? Or if you kill a slave, you have to pay 30 shekel. Now, it says over there, yitain. So why don't you say the same thing? If it's vinosan means that it's not the father's until he collects, why don't you say the same thing? That it's not considered mamon until you collect by the knas of a slave. And the answer is, yitain l'chud, vinosan l'chud. The answer is, yitain and vinosan do not mean the same thing. Vinosan implies that it's only the father's when he collects, Vinosan he will give, Yitin is the past, so the past does not imply the same thing. Okay? The Gemara then says, we're almost done. So now we're saying that when the case of rape, even after it's found guilty in court, regarding Karbonos, it's not considered money. It's only considered money regarding Yerusha, but regarding everything else, it's still considered a knas. Here's the problem. In the first Amid, Rav Shimon, in the bottom of the Amid, Rav Shimon had a b'risa. The Rav Shimon said, you might think that if someone, someone someone, lies about raping a girl, and he says, after he was found guilty in court, he lies about it, and then he admits. Or he lies about after found guilty in court about his slave being uh, a slave being killed by his ox or hurting his own slave, you might think that he has to bring a carbon, tamalom or v'kichesh. V'kichesh means that it has to be like v'kichesh of the Pasuk, which was talking about mammon, and this is not the same. Here's the problem. That implies that in this scenario, it's money, it's mammon, it's just not similar to v'kichesh, because v'kichesh was always a monetary responsibility, this was a monetary responsibility that stemmed from knas. But now you're telling me that according to Rav Shimon, even after being found guilty in court regarding Karbonos, it's still a full-fledged knas. So why do you say Vikichesh? Vikichesh implies that really it's a monetary responsibility. And if you lie about it, you should have to bring a carbon. But it's not comparable because over here it stemmed from a knas. Those Pesachimah didn't stem from a knas. But now you're telling me it's still a knas. It's not money at all. So, Ihachi, Tamalayma Vikichesh, the Pasuk is saying Vikichesh, which implies that, hold on one second. So, the Gemara is saying, I'm sorry, I got interrupted. Um, so the Kashi is like this, V'kichesh implies that it's a monetary responsibility. It's just not comparable, meaning it's the case where he, he lied about, uh, about the rape. So it sounds like, oh, it's after found guilty in court. So really, it sounds like from the Gemara, from the Bryce, it sounds like it's money. But you don't have to bring a carbon because v'kichesh, it's money that stems from a knas, and v'kichesh means money that stems from money. The problem is now you're telling me that according to Shimon, even after found guilty in court, it's still a knas, a full-fledged knas, except for by Yerusha, but it's still a full-fledged knas regarding carbonos. So instead of v'kichesh, don't say v'kichesh, say v'nosan. Say it's not, it's a knas. 
Rashi says, If you're telling me that, that by rape it's different, and if you're telling me regarding rape, that even after being found guilty in court, it's still a full-fledged knas, and it's not even money regarding Yerusha, it's a full-fledged knas, then Rashi says, V'kichesh b'tzmiya. Then why are you saying V'kichesh? K'loymer, my iria denosav la shasla p'tura v'kichesh. Why are you using the source so you don't have to bring a carbon? From V'kichesh, k'yechid yolashar knas is k'loymer. Midolo dom l'tzumas yad l'mhavi ikr t'chilas al-mamen. You're saying, oh, it, it, you know, it, it, it's it's money. It's just not comparable to the pasuk because the pasuk was talking about money that didn't stem from a knas. This was a knas that it became money after after being amabedin. But now you're telling me that it's a full fledged knas. It has nothing to do with amabedin. It, it's still a knas. So save enosan. Go back to the Gemara. The case is like this. You're right. In the general case where someone is accused of raping a girl and he's found guilty in court and then he lies about it, that's a knas still. It's not comparable. You don't have to bring a carbon. You don't, and you don't need v'kichesh to tell you that. The case is where you need v'kichesh is where it's Ahmad bedin, right? Meaning that it was a, a person was found guilty for rape and then Bagra, she reached 12 and a half. Umesa, and then she died. Look at Rashi. On the bedinu bagra to the Rav Shimon, right? According to Rav Shimon, the 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 person whose money it is depends on the collection. So if she was Ahmad bedin, right? So it was found guilty in court, ubagra, and then she turned twelve and a half. So now the money becomes hers, and then she dies. So now it goes to the father because the father's the next of kid. So now it's the father's from an inheritance. So the case is basically like this. It started as a knas. It was Ahmad Bedin, but then she became 12 and a half. So it becomes her money. And then she died. Then it becomes the father's money. Then the person lied about it. Then the person admitted. So he's not just lying and admitting about a standard knas. He's lying and admitting about a knas that became the father's money due to the inheritance. So Rashi says, Gancha Bedinu Bagra. To the Rav Shimon Didahava, right? Once she becomes 12 and a half, even though she wasn't 12 and a half by the time of the court case, right? According to the Rabbanan, all that matters is the court case. So the court case, she was not 12 and a half, so it's the father's. But no, according to Rav Shimon, we don't care about the court case. So she was 12 and a half, so the money becomes hers. Fine. So according to Rav Shimon, it's her money. And then she dies. So now the father inheritance like any other Yerusha. And therefore Rashi says, have a moment, Gomer. It's considered full-fledged money. And then the guy lied about it. And then the guy admitted. So you might think that he has to bring a carbon. And it's not a standard case where it's a knas. Over here it's actually money. Kamasha, you might think that he has to bring a carbon. V'kichesh. Okay. So the, the Gemara says, so ihachi yatsu elishen knas mamun havet. The Brisa says you don't have to pay because it's a knas, but now you're telling me it's a case of inheritance, so it's a case of money. So why does it say knas and it's really money? What it means is it's money, but that originally stemmed from a knas. Okay, fine. Let's just finish up the daf. So you're telling me, so uh, uh, let's finish up. Isve, I have a kasha. Rav Shimon Poiter. Rishim and Poiter, Rishim says Poiter, in the case where the guy denies and then admits by rape, Shein Misham Knas Apiatzmai. 
because you don't have to pay for a knas if you are based on your own admission. Time and delay on a bedin. The brisa implies. You see, the brisa says, the brisa was. At, this is the first brisa on the membeis uh, of The brisa says that if a person uh, is accused of raping someone's daughter, and he swears and then he lies about it, but he admits it, he doesn't have to pay because it's a knas. The implication is it's because he didn't go to court. But had he gone to court, he would have to bring a carbon. But now we're saying, I thought we're, our whole point was that according to Rav Shimon, even after Ahmad Bedin, it's still considered a knas that you don't have to bring a carbon. But the brisa doesn't apply that way because the brisa implies the reason why you don't have to bring carbon is because it didn't go to court. Had it gone to court, you would have to bring a carbon. So the answer is Rav Shimon led the frame to Rabbanu Karmel. Rav Shimon was saying according to your shita. Lididi, he was saying according to me. Rav Shimon says Ava Gavdam Bedin Rachman Apachim Bekichesh. According to Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon saying according to me, even if it was found guilty in court, it's still considered mama that you don't have to pay. Elidchu, but according to you, Oydul Mias Hechat Olyama Bedin Dechikatava Knasa Katava Umoyde Beknas Pater. But according to you, you should at least admit to me. Rav Shimon saying according to your shita. You should at least admit when it's not Omar Bedin, the Chikatava Knasa Katava, Umoyde Beknas Potter, Rabbana Sabri Chikatava, Boishis Begam Katava. So, meaning, again, it's the last little bit, it's a little tricky. What it means is like this We started with the Brysa. The Brysa says someone accuse, accuses a, a guy of raping his daughter. This is before a found guilty in court. And the guy lies about it and then he admits it. So, Shimon says, You don't have to bring a karma. Because it wasn't found guilty in court. The Rabbana say you do have to bring a carbon. So he said, the kasha is, that implies that according to Rosh Shimon, had it been found guilty in court, you would have to pay. You would have to bring a carbon. I, I thought it's knas. The answer is no. According to Rosh Shimon, you never have to bring a carbon because it's always a knas. But he's saying, according to the Rabbana, at least you should admit to me it wasn't found guilty in court. If it wasn't found guilty in court, and you're accusing someone of a knas, not found guilty in court, you shouldn't have to bring a carbon. To that, the Rabbana responds, and this is how he started the daf. When you accuse someone of rape, what you're really accusing him is he owes you a knas, and he owes you money, because he owes you boshes and begam and sar. Rav Shimon feels that the main focus of the accusation is the knas. Therefore, mode of the knas pater. Therefore, if you lie about it and admit it, you don't have to bring a carbon, because you only have to bring a carbon for lying and admitting about monetary responsibilities. The Rabbana feel that the main focus of the accusation is the monetary, not the knas. Therefore, if you lie about it, you're lying about uh, mamon, in which case you would have to bring a carbon. Let's finish up. My Kamifligi, what's the machlokus about of what's the main focus? Is the main focus of the accusation the knas or the money? So Rav Papa, Rav Shimon, Sava, Rav Shimon feels leishavak feels that the average person would be if you had to try to get into his mindset, he wants the knas. Why? He's not really asking for the. Again, the question is: if someone says you raped my daughter, what is his main accusation? What does he really want? Does he want the knas? Or does he want the money? So Shimon says he wants the kanas. Why? Because the kanas is a fixed income. It's a fixed amount. You know you're getting that amount. When it comes to the other stuff, it's subjective. Maybe you're getting a lot, maybe you're getting a little. It makes sense, says Shimon, that the average person would want the fixed amount. Therefore, this is a case of an accusation of a kanas. And therefore, mode of a knas is potter, you don't have to bring your carbon. There are bonnet savri, leishavak inish midi, dichikamaydin, leimifter, vitam midi, chamaydin, ma mifter. There are bonnet for the opposite. They say the main accusation is money. Why? 
it's not going to be knas because they know that if anybody ever admits to a knas, he doesn't have to pay. So that responsibility, that monetary, you know, that 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 money for a knas, it's fleeting because if the guy admits to it, it's gone. So you'd much rather um, accuse someone regarding, and your main focus is the is the sarabosius because while it's subjective, the amount at least you know it's it's locked in. So that's the Machlokis or Shimon and the Rabban. If there are any questions, uh, please reach out.